Welcome to the Daniel Artes Podcast. And today I have a special guest on the show. I have Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Um, won't you introduce yourself? I know you do a lot of stuff. I've seen your, your Twitter <laughs> bio and, um, you know, a reporter, a award-winning yes. reporter. Yes. So, I worked for those awards, Daniel. <laughs> yes, yes, you sure did. So, um, yeah, give, give us a rundown on what you do. Sure. Okay. So I'm a woman of many hats. Look, tell me how much, how many minutes I have, because I can go on and on. But <laughs> long story short, I'm a sports reporter and host in the DMV area. I cover all of our wonderful professional sports teams here in the area. And what a time it's been to cover DC teams, our Washington Mystics winning, the Nationals, the Capitals. It's been a fun time to cover DC sports. And then hopefully soon, knock on wood, the Washington Redskins and Washington Wizards will also allow me to cover a championship. And then I cover our major collegiate teams, usually on sidelines covering Georgetown's women's basketball, Georgetown football. I also cover Maryland. I'm a proud alum of both schools, University of Maryland and Georgetown okay. Hoyas. And then I work as a professor. I just finished my first semester teaching intro to radio and podcasting at Doral College, which is just outside of Miami. It was a phenomenal experience. And I got to teach students who lead the only Sirius XM station run fully by students in the entire country, which is Sirius, Sirius XM Slam Radio, which was fantastic. I'm also a capstone advisor at Georgetown. Um, I'm very involved with NABJ, National Association of Black Journalists. I'm the co-ambassador of their sports task force ambassador program. Program, helping the next crop of journalists come up. I sit on the board of the Most Valuable Kids organization. And you know what? I'm going to leave it there because I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. But basically, in D.C., I have no life. I just work. I'm always everywhere. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's awesome that you do um, very successful doing what you're doing. Congratulations, by the way, Thank on all your you. success. And stuff. I, I appreciate that so much. You work very hard. And especially in the sports, you know, this male-dominated sports world where it's hard to get in. You yeah, know, um, you got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding. You have I, to. I kind of feel that, you know, as easy as, as easy as it is for men to get in, I think women should have that type of um, opportunities as well to get I in. I love that you said that. And we need all males to sound like you, Daniel, because it should be that, you know, it's like, it's, I've had to create my own lane, you know, and yeah. now I feel like I've been able to build my brand and my rep and luckily my show on Fox Sports Radio, listening with KNN is really taking off. But you know, it, it's a different path, you know, because I'm a woman, I'm a black woman. So my journey is just very different. Um, but you know, there's seat for everyone at the table, you know, Bradley Bills has the best here in DC, but everybody can eat. And that's all I want. I just want a piece of the pie, but also to make space for other women to come behind me. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I know that you know you work for Fox, you, for, you work for Fox Sports. And I know that sometimes you got to be you know yeah. politically politically correct or diplomatic. <laughs> but I always feel like that. Um, sometimes we need the playing field leveled. You know, I feel oh, like, for sure. like we we definitely need this playing field level because yeah. we can we can really shine. There's a lot of great people out yeah. there that that deserves to be in these spots and stuff. And yeah. that's like why I got into podcasting, you know, um, yeah. I watch a lot of these sports and um, I mean, I'm sure you probably feel the same. A lot of these, these networks have a lot of characters now. And yeah. so personalities, I, right? yeah, different personalities. And mm -hmm. they changed a lot over their time though. You know, they started off one yeah. way. Then when they get there, they, they change. So yeah. I decided to create my own. I love it. And, and that's what podcasts do, right? You tell your own story, your own voice. Like, you know, you have your personality, I have mine, and I try to put it forth, you know, through on it. But that's where people are going to connect with you, right? People connect with who they think are real and genuine, who they want to follow. For mm -hmm. me, like, I have a fun time. As you can probably see, I have a big personality. Yeah. So my podcast, you know, there's a lot of laughing, there's smiling, but then we also get serious and real. Because look, if you're going to come on, I'm going to have to bring the heat to you. You know, we'll start off, you know, with a, with a you know, just getting a task and feel with things. But, you know, it, it, 
I think people listen to my show and I always say, I always want people to learn something and have fun. That's the two things I want everybody that listens to my show to do. And like you said, when you work for a network, I think people sometimes define you by that network, but at the end of the day, I'm Kelsey Nicole Nelson. I go to sleep with that name. I wake up with that name. And at the end of the day, I'm also a black woman. I came into this world, a black woman. I will go out of this world, a black woman. And that's what I will always be true to and stay true to. Cause if you can't be true to yourself at the end of the day, like it's going to be hard for you to do anything. It's just, just as what exactly, it is. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the consumers that, that taking information from your show, well, they will see that. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm big on realness. Like I'm from the DMV area, DC. Look, we, we pride ourselves on realness. So like, I got to be able to go home at the end of the day, Daniel. Yeah, I, hear you. I, I know DC is definitely a, a real, yeah. real, real city. You know what I'm saying? Um, I stayed, I played basketball for this team in Chantilly. So I was in Chantilly. Nice. For yeah. Second. If you were in the DMV area. So, yeah. 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 It, it, was, it was fun. You can was ball. Fun. Like, don't diminish your skills. You can ball. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I try my best, you know. Um, but now I'm just I'm just giving advice to the to the to the kids. To the you know, younger kids. The the let them, yeah, let them stand on the old shoulders. They can see further than I did. You know, I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So we all do I, though. I, yeah, we all do. So now I can teach yeah. somebody, hey, you know, hey, I did this and it's documented. So you now you exactly. see it, you know, exactly. now you can go a different way. You know, you don't yeah. have to you don't have to make the same mistakes that I did. Can so I give you a compliment, cool. Daniel? When I had your brother Ron on my show, like the way he talked about you and the glimmer that gets in his eye, it was so special. It was so special. And he's just proud. And you know, I could tell he still like looks up to you. And I know you said, like, so we all make mistakes, but guess what? It's what you do after those mistakes. I always say, it's not about the setback, it's about the comeback. And that's what it's about, right? Life, you make decisions and choices, but those don't define you because, you know, tomorrow's a new day and the next day's a new day and the next day is a new day. And you yep. still have a chance every day to rewrite your legacy uh, that you want, you know, that you want to leave the world with. Oh, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. You know, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That, um, you know, it's, it's funny because I, 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 I be like, I rarely get like complimented on things like that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I wish what? I would have heard that stuff when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when, when he speaks highly of me, I wish I would have heard that when I was, you know, going through whatever yeah. I was going through and stuff like that. Cause sometimes, you know, growing up in the house with him, you know, he's yeah. a top five player in the United States. He's got this and this going and stuff. I kind of felt, and, and then, you know, I'm one of 11 kids. And, yeah. Which is a, wow. And they and then my sisters had kids, so it was basically like 18, wow, 19 of us geez. in a house at one point. You know, you get kind of get lost in the shuffle and stuff like that. Yeah. So sometimes I kind of felt like I was like overlooked a lot. There was times, uh, you know, I remember one time I got in trouble and I came uh -oh. in the house late. So I, had a, I had a basketball <laughs> game and I came in the house late and stuff. And um, I scored 66 points in this game. 66 points. Oh, you can come in and shoot after the lights go out and everything. My baby's coming back home with 66 points. I'm yeah. the proudest one on the block. And then the, the crazy thing was like, nobody, nobody did just like, oh, okay. I was like, well, you know, Ron won play of the year. Something oh I'm my like, gosh. It, it's true. Like, so I have a little sister. We have a nine year age gap. And, you know, I feel like sometimes I've set the bar so high and everyone still compares her to me. I'm like, no, she's her own person. Yeah. You know, she went to all the same schools and everything, but we're just different. I mean, we're, she's my best friend work close mm -hmm. but you know she's a singer she's talented she speaks multiple languages if anything i'm trying to be like her because look <laughs> me and my spanish are very rusty i can speak very little don't try to ask me to do it because i'm not going to do it but you know and i tell her that all the time and like people will still call them sometimes call her kelsey and her name's kaylee I'm like guys we have a nine-year age gap so look no 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 don't give me anything like that's huge but i think you know it's about finding your voice i'm mm -hmm. the oldest she's the youngest and so i think she's always had to do that but at the end of the day it's so important because once you find your voice and own it which it sounds like you have now you're just mm -hmm comfortable in yourself and you're happy and that's what life is about you need to be happy with who you yeah. are and i think others will flock to that 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was a dope intro, you know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> definitely nice to finally, you know, meet you and speak yes, to, you and connect. to you as well. I'm on the finally on the podcast. I've made it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So let's let's get right into it. We're going to yeah. talk about uh, Maya Moore. You know mm, how yes. amazing she is. Like you yeah. know, she is a a hero, mm-hmm. and um, I'm really happy for what she sacrificed her career doing. So for those that don't know, um, get from under that rock actually. And, you know, tune in, you know, Maya Moore, <laughs> Maya Moore, she sacrificed her career to help win the freedom of wrongly com- convicted black man, Jonathan Irons, who was wrongfully accused of a crime he did not commit. He was sentenced to 50 years for burglary and assault with a gun. And he served 23 years before he was released yesterday. You know, um, Kelsey, the willingness to give up something that she loves yeah. to spark change is like so inspiring. It's huge. Like, Daniel, I talk about this all the time, but I always say I would love every athlete, really every individual to have a purpose and know your platform. Once you know your purpose, are educated in your, pur- in your purpose, use your platform to elevate that to others. And I think that's exactly what Maya Moore did. And the thing is people, I've been on so many shows and I'm like asking about Maya Moore and this activism wave, activism wave. The WNBA has always been in the forefront of this. Women athletes have always been in the forefront of this. Where was all this media attention when she made this decision back in 2019? It wasn't there. It was huge. I mean, we know our prison industrial uh, complex and system is broken. It's yes. broken. Quite frankly, it's another form of slavery. If you really look at it with private corporations owning it, and you see the work that they have these guys doing and then wrongfully convicted. Think about it. You can't give back time. We all wish we could, but you can't. 23 years. He was sentenced back at 16. Think about how much has changed in the world in just 23 years. Look, I'm 28. I know how much has, well, about to be 28. I'm not going to wish myself in a couple of weeks. But, you know, it's just, you think about that. And the fact that she gave up, she's a GOAT. Like, Maya Moore is a GOAT, a basketball GOAT. Forever one of the best has just been doing amazing things. But to put yourself on hold during your GOAT status, to say, you know what, something's wrong in the world. I need to yes. pause this. That's huge. And that speaks yeah. values. You know, we, we talk about Colin Kaepernick a bunch. Man. I would say, you know, he's done the same thing, obviously. But Maya Moore, again, like leader in women's basketball to say, and think about it, this is just one person. She still wants to help more. And I feel like, we, you know, we give Kim Kardashian props for what she's doing. I'm not taking anything away from her. I think yeah. also what she's doing is phenomenal. But again, women's basketball players have always been at the forefront of the movement. They've always been calling things out. For the Black Lives Matter movement, look what the WNBA has always been doing, saying, look, there is a problem in America. We're yes. trying to bring attention to it. And so I'm glad Maya Moore did what she did. I'm glad it got the publicity. And Jonathan, I am so excited for the life that he is finally about to live. Because, I mean, I know sometimes, you know, they'll give you money after you've been wrongfully convicted and stuff, but yeah. there's nothing in the world, again, that can give you back that time and what he had to face inside, you know, that prison. None of us will ever know. Some yeah. of us probably don't want to know, right? There's probably some horror stories in that, but I mean, what Maya did, you cannot take it away. And she's a true champion. And then she's a true definition that not all heroes were capes. Mm, facts, man. Listen, yeah. like I, I always felt like the female voice, and I'm glad that you brought that up too. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because the female voice and the fight against social injustice has been in and out of the public line like crazy. Correct. You know, especially these female athletes, especially these WNBA athletes, you know what I'm All saying? All the time, yeah. All the time. And I, and I would say not even just female athletes. When you look throughout history, I always give the civil rights movement as an example. You know, the civil rights movement had so many men and women involved to help push the needle, but you, you only usually hear about the black men. And again, not taking away anything they did. Yeah. But let's talk about Dorothy Hyde. Let's talk about Madam C.J. Walker and so many more. Usually people can only name Rosa Parks. She was yeah. one. She was just one. 
But there yeah. was more, even Coretta Scott King next mm -hmm. to her man, you know, was doing so much for social justice and social change. And it just goes back to being a woman in this country. You know, for far too long, our voices are not heard at the table. We never have a seat at the table. And, you know, it's going throughout history. But I feel like finally, finally, we're making our own space at the table. You know, we're pulling up our chairs, putting our elbows exactly. on the table and making sure our voices are heard. And I think Maya Moore has helped to push the needle. And I think now you see this new trend of women athletes. You see Renee, Renee Montgomery, you know, saying, I can't keep playing. There's a problem in this country. I want to give my life now to solving this justice. Yes, I'm talented at basketball, but I'm more than an athlete. Love that hashtag. That's mm -hmm. not just who I am. You know, she takes off the uniform at the end of the day. She's a black woman just like me. We see the same issues. We see the same problems. Natasha Cloud here in DC, another one moving in the, the needle and, you know, pushing to the forefront that it's more than just basketball. There is a problem in this country. There's been a problem in this country, but I think now it's up to all of us to see what we can do to make, to solve the issue. Because I'm one of those that I love the quote, you know, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Part of the problem. Amen to that, amen to that. And this, this is an amazing show right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm so glad that you're on because like, you know. What took you so long to invite me, Daniel? I mean, my, my, you know, my DM was open for you just to put that in on this way. <laughs> but you know what's crazy about it like you know shout out to lebron and colin kaepernick you know what i mean lebron yeah. has lebron does his thing with the social justice uh, crusade you know kaepernick and his kneeling in the protest of yep. you know on um, police brutality they get all the headlines but women athletes really have been the most consistent taking real action and willing to sacrifice the most and i got some exactly. examples too i got actually not examples some facts Go Think ahead. about it. remember this ariana smith Yes. Back in 2014. Let's come on. Come on. Let me talk now. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me get, let me get this I'm off. I'm proud. I'm a proud mom right now. <laughs> Ariana Smith, you know, one of the first ones to pretty much do it. You know what I mean? She yeah. did it in college, actually. One of the first college athletes to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? She played at Knox College. And um, when Mike Brown got killed uh -huh. Ferguson, she actually um, sat got on the court, laid on the floor for four and a half minutes to protest yeah. the four and a half hours that Mike Brown was laid dead in the open in Ferguson, Missouri. You yeah. know, um, there's another, another player recently as this summer, uh, Christina Carr from Kansas State. You know, right. she led all the black athletes to threaten to boycott playing until her school takes action on on-campus racism. You know, yeah. uh, what else? I'm so uh, glad you're telling these stories. Anna Crockwell. Yep. USC hurdler. And she started a black student athlete uh, association, you know, um, and then think about it just recently, um, pro soccer team, they kneeled yeah. against the flag against, um, against, uh, pro police brutality before the game, you know, and that was huge. That the was proof. Huge. The proof is there. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that woman, you just have are, to be willing to see and listen yes. to those stories and cover those stories. I'm so glad you brought that, that up because think about it. The national women's soccer league, they were the first league to return back. And there was even some forgetting that they're like, Oh, we're waiting for the NBA. You know, yeah. we're waiting for the WNBA. Hello. National women's soccer league challenge cup was right there. And then kneeling was so powerful. And you think about also, when you think about soccer, think about what they helped to do to close the, the pay gap, Megan Rapinoe and others, right. Mm -hmm. yeah. They push that needle say, look, we're a little bit better than that men's team. We're doing stuff for y'all and y'all still don't want to pay us. That's Way a more problem. And we, exactly. And we know the pay gap that exists in sports yeah. for these athletes and even outside of sports. Yeah. So they've always been willing to push the needle, again, sacrifice their career. And I think Megan Rapinoe, too, when you really look at her taking a knee mm -hmm. as a white female athlete, that speaks volumes. Yeah. It speaks volumes. It's powerful because then you have your allies joining that cause. And I thought that's what I saw when I saw the women's soccer players kneeling because it was people yeah. of all different backgrounds and shapes and shades and different tones of melanin doing it yes. together. And I think that's when you show that, un that unified front. Yes, I agree. And with the WNBA and the pay gap, I think that now 
I I didn't even I didn't care that the WNBA got their pay raise because it's still too low. Right. You know, like right. it's still too low. I mean, Listen, it's something. I'll say it's, it's something. It's still too low. Yeah. Kind of like the racism in this country, right? We're starting to see change. Like y'all yeah. just realized the Confederate flag was offensive and it should have been down. Mm-hmm. But I'll take some change. I'll take baby steps as long as I know that the picture is brighter in the future. Yeah, but I, I still think they should have. They should have got way more than that, man. These, these some. Listen, at least, at least this. How about this? At least the star players get the million. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though they deserve more, they deserve the same. The same. Whatever NBA players are making the WNBA players need to be making. And I understand, yeah. you know, the situation that, you know, the, the revenue or whatever, whatever. I understand that. I yeah. understand that. You know what I'm saying? But also, I think that some of these male NBA players need to take a sacrifice too. Y'all, oh. you know, we, we see y'all they with the leaning. It. Let's go. I'm going to go in on it because they talk about the leaning, <laughs> the leaning movement. Remember, you know, he was wearing the shirts, lean in. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. basically leaning to women's sports and stuff like that. How about, how about doing something like, like what other countries do with federal funding? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. yeah, okay, cool. They're they're not making that much money with revenue, but let's let's fund it. You know what I'm saying? How about that? How about That's we 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 get their pockets up? You know what I'm saying? We got it. Yeah. We're making eight nine billion dollars a year, yeah. or, or whatever yeah they're making or whatever whatever it is. You know um so yeah okay let's 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 boost it up yeah let's give yeah. them that money. You know like so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see You know, that's such an interesting point. And you have my mind thinking, because we saw what happened with the MLB and some of them saying, hey, we know COVID's going on, but we're not taking a pay cut. We work Mm -hmm. for this money. So what you say, you know, really makes me think, would they really do it? Because we see how some athletes, you know, even now, like, okay, we know there's a global pandemic going on. And, you know, people were asked to take pay cuts, right? We saw it in college sports. We saw it in professional sports, you know, with employees. We saw even athletes, you know, saying, hey, I understand that the, you know, the arenas are closed and the stadiums are closed, but what can I do to help make sure that the stadium staff get money because they're also losing out? So it's a big question because I feel like everybody wants to be about equality and change until it hits them in their own pockets. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you really see, show me your real colors and I'll show you who yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. Take some, of that, take some of that basketball-related income and give it to the <laughs> WNBA. Forget, yeah. forget the revenue. Forget, forget the business part about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah we talk about equality. We talk about leaning in we talking about supporting women all right yeah. you want to support women there you yeah, yeah have it you know yeah. what i'm saying like if the nba didn't cancel this year they had like 800 million dollars in just free money they were going to get right back to the players from their contracts <laughs> how about we take some of that and then just you know give it to them yeah oh my god you, you would think it's so simple we're literally saying it but you know it's America. We make everything more complicated than it needs to be, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the main guys in the NBA should, should really consider something like that. Some, something got to be considered because I think that these athletes, first of all, you know, y'all talk about load management in the NBA, right? Mm, yeah. Female, female basketball players don't have load management. Yeah, they're not they play, complaining. They play year <laughs> round. Sometimes right. Overseas. They, come back and like it's it's that's why it's so funny load management has really become a thing of the male species in sports just because you're right they're not but then think about it playing overseas and coming back here and you're playing for lower pay over here you know you're fighting so for equality they're fighting to get recognized you're fighting for tv games you're fighting for media coverage you know it's it's always a constant fight and that's what it speaks to just being a woman in this country and it also speaks to being a woman in professional sports in this country and even collegiate sports you know it always trickles down because also i think what's important to realize with COVID-19 happening we're also looking at Title IX Daniel and what mm-hmm. that's going to do to collegiate sports because when you look at those sports team cuts play close attention to those women sports teams at those colleges and universities will do will do and I hope my my viewers and listeners um you know pay close since uh close attention to this too because this this yeah. has to stop man you know what I'm saying like we're not going to be like oh my god you know the women 
women are so, you know, you know, making progress and showing so much love during a social injustice situation. And then we're not right. going to, they deserve yeah. every, every good thing that's come, that should come their way. They deserve it all. And that's just how. And don't let it stop here. That's my no. bigger message. You know, be about this till no. December, be about this till next 2021, you know, 2050 or however long the world goes on and you're still on this earth because allies, it's not just for a short time. It's not just for a short time, yeah. you know, be here for a reason and not for a season. But yes. I always preach women need these allies year round, constantly helping to uplift our voices and the fight for change and the fight for equality. Amen to that. And um, as a male ally myself, act with integrity and when i say act with integrity when you hear your your boys or somebody speaking kind of crazy check them you know like you check them that's what i told them that's what i've been telling a lot of white people too you know what i'm saying when (laughs) y'all around y'all circle and y'all hear that n-word flying around check them i'd rather you do that than protest for me (laughs) yeah because it actually true because if you don't speak on it you know they're gonna be like oh well nobody said anything exactly and and because it starts with them like they they want to come to me like how can we no, it's not how can we stop with this. No, no, no. It's how can you? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Right. And then like um somebody said, Hey, we need to we need to protest peacefully like like Malcolm. I mean I, I'm like Martin Luther King. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Y'all shot him too. Mm. I mean, but look at let's be let's be if we're gonna be real in sports, Colin Kaepernick protested peacefully. He was asked by a veteran mm-hmm. to kneel out of respect. He did that. Mm-hmm. You guys came at him every type of way. Put his name yeah. in the search bar. You'll see all the mean names and everything that y'all called him. It yeah. wasn't enough. So my thing is, too, if you're going to say protest peacefully, make sure you know what that means. Because think about it. The change that we start seeing in this country is because we started getting loud. We started having protests. We were in your faces. Politicians had to change. Their yeah. constituents were going against them. They need those votes. You know, we see cities rallying around. For me, growing up in this area and seeing Black Lives Matter, and our nation's capital was so special to me and it meant so mm-hmm. much, especially because DC has a black mayor in Mayor Muriel Bowser. That meant a lot because we had been saying it for so long and DC is a gentrified city. So to see that, it was major, it was huge, you know, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it, it needs to mean more. You know, we see the NBA talking about they're gonna paint the courts with Black Lives Matter, but don't just paint it, be about it, yeah. be about change, especially when you have a league that's predominantly African American, you have a duty you have a true duty to work yeah. to create change. And I guess the NBA, they're, they're trying to do something because they did agree today to, um, you know, to have social justice um, names, messages on the, on the jerseys now and stuff. So they go, they allow, yeah, yeah, but they allow Black Lives Matter, say their name, say her name, I can't breathe, justice, yeah. vote, inequality is us, um, some of the names they put on there, which is, that's cool. That's cool. But I think it's good because it's a yeah. major message, you know, to everyone watching, um, you know, what, what's happening. And I think, too, you give players a voice. I think far too often we, we think about this plantation type system where the players are these machines and they have to do what the owners, you know, yeah. and teams say, but they're also people and they work for that money. Right. Like they, you're not just getting paid to not be there. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. get paid because of off your production. So you should have a say. You should have a voice in what you're doing. You know, it's great. I had Ben Wallace on my podcast and he was literally saying that he said that's how he got into ownership. He's more than a player. Now he's yeah. part owner of the G League Grand Rapids Drive. You know, he yeah. wants to learn the business side. And obviously, he knows it best. So I thought yeah. that was phenomenal. The States. I hope players really realize their purpose. We also see what the WNBA is doing with the same thing with the jersey names. Yeah. And yeah, it's time that players, it's, it should have been time, but it's definitely overdue that players have a voice and the sports that they generate money towards and that we are drawn to. 
Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, also, I want I want to correct you on one thing with the NBA players and uh -oh. their paychecks. They get paid uh -oh. for what they're um, potentially supposed to do. In the well, future. true. That's true. What they're supposed <laughs> to do. Look, we've seen some people get paid, and we're like, mm. <laughs> I don't blame them sometimes. That, that thing, that thing, you know, right? Because we're, we're looking at what you what you think you're going to do. Yeah. Just think about it. Like when we have the NBA draft, we're thinking of your potential. Right, we're yeah. thinking of your potential. We can look at Zion Williamson, right? Oh my God, he's going to be the greatest thing ever, you know? And then we see him play. He's good. Don't get me wrong. Zion is, I'm so excited to watch him play yeah. and grow in this league. But we, so I'm not going to call out any bus picks, but we've seen some busts, right? Oh, yeah. That we, have we happened yeah. in the NBA. I'm not going to call them out, but you know, so right, we look at your potential and what you can do. But again, you're working for that. So that's why I hate when people say, you know, shut up and dribble. What, what do you mean, shut up and dribble? Do yeah. people tell you to shut up and work when you're at work and not supposed to have a voice? If something's exactly. wrong with your job, more than likely you're going to call it out. So don't just exactly. think that they're athletes or jocks or whatever you want to call them, that they're not supposed to say yeah. anything when you're sitting here rooting for them and watching them. Exactly. It's funny that you brought that up too, because like they, like I remember like, you know, my whole, you know, my brother's past got into the situation in Detroit and yeah. then people would be like, well, he's supposed to um, hold himself to a higher standard, you know, because he's an NBA player. I'm like, uh, no. You know, if you throw yeah. something in somebody's face, I'm like, if I throw something in your face, that's a reaction. That's a that's a natural reaction. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. um, so yeah. a lot of people put, you know, they put the entertainment like at a, so much of a higher level, you know, because they don't really have much going on. They be so bored. They want to be outside like in New York. You know, everybody's outside, yeah. not following the rules and stuff, you know, and, you know, people are dying. Right I know over like here. 12 yeah. people that passed away from COVID and my aunt was one of them. You oh, know? I'm so sorry. Yeah. See, I lost my great aunt to COVID. So I understand just yeah, how it's... tough it is. And it's crazy because she had been around people that had been to the beach. Yeah. You know, so when you look back at that, it's hurtful. But like you said, and this is why, like, I know you've seen these videos, Daniel. People are fighting people because they don't want to wear face masks. Your face mask not only protects you, it protects others around you. And it seems like the smallest thing, oh, it's not comfortable, this and that. Nobody wants to just wear a face mask, but guess what? If I'm helping protect at least one life and probably many others, then that's what I'm going to do because I'm exactly. a human being. I have feelings and emotions and it's not just about me. Kind of like, you know, basketball is more, they're more than just athletes. Well, I'm more than just Kelsey Nicole Nelson. I have to care about more than myself. And it's, I think, you know, during this time you get to see, again, people's true, true colors, I think are really coming out. When you see some exactly. of these things that are happening. Exactly, exactly. All right, so before we before we get out of here, I want to talk about the HBCU huh? situation. You know, like um, Ooh. All right. So you yeah. know I'm a I'm a daughter of a Gremlinite. So HBCUs are near and dear to my heart. I grew up in a world of HBCU sports. So I'm I so love mad. I, I didn't go to one. Now. I should have went to one. I got recruited by four yeah, of them. I didn't go to one either, so I can't go, you know, it's yeah. crazy. And looking back, you know, I wish I knew what I yeah. knew that you know, what I knew now, but you know, I I think HBCUs, HBCUs are vital. They need yeah. all of our support. We have to make sure that they're here for the long term in the future. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about these um, high school players now committing to HBCUs? Today, we had a high school player commit named McCurr Maker, cousin of Th yeah. NBA player Thon Maker. He going to Howard yeah. University, the highest ranked player yeah. ever. The real HU. Yeah. Yes. Let me tell you, I'm super excited. So I'm in D.C., as I said before. I covered Kaylin Newton when he was at Howard. Of course, he's now transferred. And for those that know Kaylin Newton, it's Cam Newton's little brother. It was huge when he made that decision because of the attention that he brought to Howard University. When Kaylin came, the press boxes were fuller. You know, more TV crews wanted to be there. And then also, like, I, I work closely with Bowie State University. Luckily, in the DMV area, we have a lot of HBCUs. with Morgan State, Coppin State, you know, the list goes on and on and on. It's important because I think it's important to make sure the top talent realizes you don't just have to go to these schools, you know, that are considered top schools because they continue to get these factory of players, but support your own. 
historically exactly. like colleges and universities have a long tradition of great players i literally just on my show i had wayne marbury he's like the unofficial team mascot for the oakland raiders he went to school with walter payton jackson state wow. university wow. look at all the great hbcu players that have come yeah. out of hbcu schools and i think unfortunately players don't do their research you know, yeah, they don't exactly. see the greatness. And also the experience you get at an HBCU is going to be different. I remember when John Wall, about four years in when he came to Washington, D.C., I got to do an interview with him at the Nation's Classic. It mm -hmm. was um, Howard and Hampton, football game at RFK Stadium. John was like, man, I went to Kentucky, but man, there's nothing like an HBCU experience. He said, you know, I wish I maybe could have went to one. Think about yeah. if a player like a John Wall had went to an HBCU. Just think about that. It would have been crazy. And most of the time, they're like, oh, well, we didn't know about this. Well, go find out about them. They want you. They need you. Because the great thing about your talent is you attract media attention. You attract scouts because of your talent. People come after you because of your talent, not just because of your school. You can go to a exactly. top school and sit on the bench for four years and maybe not make it where you want to make it. Or you might go to HBCU, be the star player, and just be a top player in the draft. Exactly. <laughs> and like... And also this, this, this narrative that the HBCU, the funding, I'm like, uh-uh, listen, there's a lot of rich, wealthy black people that will yeah. donate back to the schools that they went to, you know? Yeah, look at like Selvin and even, Morehouse. Those are perfect examples. Exactly, exactly. Even like, you know, big time NBA player, like Steph Curry, did he donate like millions of dollars to the um, golf the Howard, team? the golf program. Yeah. Yep, yeah. right here in D.C., yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's so, needed and, because... We have to keep this pipeline. It's so yeah. important. Like I said, I grew up, my dad went to Grambling State University. So I grew up in a world of Bayou Classics. You know, I, like Doug Williams was one of the first names that I knew because I'm the daughter of a Gramlinite. And think about what Doug Williams even just did for HBCUs, going to the Washington Redskins organization. And not only just going to them, but winning the Super Bowl for them, a black quarterback. And now look at, the, look at this world of black quarterbacks that yeah. we're in now in the NFL, right? It's, yes, it's yes. the talk of the town. So I'm so glad you're talking about this situation. We see what's happening with the SWAC and the SWAC it's continuing to grow yes. but great football comes out of these conferences and these divisions yes. it's exactly. needed it's needed it's needed and then people also don't realize that they're not listen there are um hbcu division one teams too as well not just like not and just that, people don't do like their that. research come on but, but half research. game will travel look we're in the era of social media now go to these yeah. hbcu schools and have some fun go play in the ciaa man go go have some Ooh, fun and the ciaa you know? tournament yes yeah. and you know what's exciting about that is that it's coming to baltimore so that's oh, what wow. i will be there covering games and tournaments mm. yep super that's excited awesome. about that that's awesome but i really hope more <laughs> i really hope more high school players really consider it i know they got the high school freshman named mikey williams he's considering yep. hbcu i think that he's going to cut off all the blue blood schools and then just have hbcu yeah. schools i think every single one off of them too as well um but yeah. by, by the time he's in high, by the time he goes to college the nba probably be done with the with they'll have to straight to high school you know straight from high school the nba thing going on back again well look at what's happening in the g league yeah i hope they hold off for a second i want to see these hbcu yeah. schools really go um, you know, Thrive. really yeah. grow up and stuff look, like that, you know? Daniel, I say all it takes is one. We saw that yep. big commitment today, which was huge. And usually yeah. it just takes one to kind of start that, that, you know, that train and others will follow. So I truly, again, hope that it's, it's, there's no experience like you're going to get out of HBCU being around people that look like you are cultured, learning your own culture. Cause we know not all schools have those great African-American studies courses, um, or, or classes for you to take. So I think there's nothing like it. Let's be honest, homecoming and everything else, the bands. You're going to have a good time at HBCU, but again, also learn from people with a similar struggle, yeah. but also share similar success with them. And so, you know, yeah. I, I'm so glad to see it. And also I would say, you know, at HBCUs too, you have to look at it too. It's not just black players on these teams. If you really look up at the makeup of HBCU sports, I don't think people realize that there are white players that go to HBCUs. Mm. 
Okay. Because they get scholarships there too, to support these teams. So it's also, it's for everybody. But again, I think there's no experience like you'll get at an HBCU as an African-American player. And it's up to you to make sure that we continue this legacy. Man, I'm so, I wish, I I, I wish that this was years ago. Like imagine like, you know, like LeBron at one of these schools or like D Wade or something like that. You know know how big that would be. You know, this we need somebody to just buck the trend. Like, well, whoever's the mm-hmm. top player in the nation, don't jump to the NBA real quick. Just give yeah. them one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, we asked you one year at an HBCU. You it'll know what change just, your life. It'll change your life. It'll mm-hmm. change the school's life and everything. And then, you know, the more money you go national, you go to the national tournament, you get that money, and that money comes into your, pro, your program and stuff. And, um, you it's know, huge. And let's remember, you remember when Howard beat um, UNLV? Do you remember that game? Yes. Look, that national attention was on. It was yeah. huge. It was huge. There's no, like, so there's no guarantee. You know what I mean? And yeah, those are the exactly. moments you live for. Exactly. Just like, <laughs> like we just said earlier in the show, just level the playing field. That's what we want. You know, just level yeah. it, you know, um, consider HBCUs and we can, we can go from there and stuff like that. Wow. I know I said that before we go, but I got one more um, subject I want to talk ahead. about. You can ask this, me one more. <laughs> this, this bubble situation in Chicago, you yeah. know, um, I don't understand it. I don't know why, but the NBA want to have a second bubble in Chicago where they have all the teams that didn't make it, you know, yeah. um, what the, I call it the uh, NBA NIT, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause they didn't make it to the big show and stuff. So like, what's your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh. Look, it seems like everybody wants to be a piece of it. I think the NBA is just trying to get it right. They're getting so much criticism. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. This second bubble. Is it needed? Daniel, is it needed? No. <laughs> we're, we're still asking questions about the first bubble. And y'all are trying to bring a second one into the mix. I'm like, come on, COVID for me. For me, it just comes as simple as this. COVID-19 is real. Mm-hmm. We talked about it earlier. People are dying. Mm-hmm. We need to do our job to protect everyone at all costs. Sports yeah. are wants. Not needs, and I understand people have to get paid, but I also think we have some of the biggest and brightest brains in this entire country that we can figure it out. We can simply figure it out because what's going to happen is, and I would hate for it to happen, but if someone were to contract COVID-19 and unfortunately pass away, then we're all going to be saying, well, why did we move forward? Yeah. You know, who made this decision? But it shouldn't have to get to that point. I think we learned from this, from the George Floyd situation. It shouldn't have took his murder, his killing for people to finally wake up and realize what's happening in this country. But far too often, I think society is so often reactionary instead yeah. of precautionary right we always react instead of trying to prevent yes that's not the way to move forward i think we've learned from history if we don't learn from history history will repeat itself we don't want negative stuff to repeat itself we have a chance now to make things right we have a chance now to make things right all i'm saying is let's get things safe and then we can have this conversation about sports and sports continuing because otherwise it's just too little too much too soon it's not yeah. though Look, I love sports. I love basketball. I grew up in a yeah. basketball. Like, I love it. I love it. I want to see the guys play. I do. Yeah. But it's just, we, we need to know more before we move forward. Hey, man, listen, you, you said it all right there. You said you took the words out of <laughs> my mouth and you said it all. You know, we were um, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are definitely, we are definitely eye to eye. Even though I'm six foot five, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm five foot eight, but with my heels, I'm about five eleven, maybe six. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully the NBA won't go forward with this. You know, um, yeah, it is what it is. They want to. They want to have play their players work out and stuff. And I'm just like, no one cares about that right now. I mean, I mean, this, yeah. this stuff is serious. Like, COVID is real. People, we yeah. see Orlando and the numbers keep going up. We're like, okay, we see that, but we're preparing for Orlando. Yeah. Like that's a sign. To me, if that's not a sign, what type of sign do you need? 
see the, the NBA, they had a, a, a foolproof plan too in Vegas. So they had, they, they were going to have, um, I think Vegas offered them uh, several hotels that's connected and they were going to bubble it up and then have the shopping. That's right. You could walk through the hotels in Vegas. Yeah. And and then all the staff was going to stay on site during the entire time. But now you go to Orlando, the staff can go home, go home, which is, that's, that's different. Now, if Orlando staff wasn't able to go home, I would be like, oh, I'm cool with that. Because, you know, you never yeah. know when they leave the door what they're going to do. But my do. thing is, too, Daniel, even yes. if they said that, you know someone's going to break the rules. Come on. We've all been in college. We all know some. Look, we all have that <laughs> friend. We all have that friend who Listen. just doesn't matter what happens. They, they, they just don't do it. Like, let's just be honest. And that's Listen. the problem. You can't really contain it. I'm not going to call anybody out, but it's kind of like when we watch the NFL draft. You're supposed to have 10 people look. Some of them guys have more than 10 people. And I'm not taking anything away. I know that was a big moment, but, you know, it's like, it's like social distancing. I was just at the shops today. There was places where you're supposed to stand, and for some reason, people still wanted to breathe on the back of your neck, even though yeah. COVID is happening, you know? It's like we try all these distance measures, but there's always going to be people who don't follow the rules. Let's be honest. These athletes, they're young. Try to make them stay in a place. And even the employees, try to make them stay in a place where they're going to miss their families, their friends, and see all this stuff happening. And Florida, of all places, you see the smile? You see this grin on my face? <laughs> Look, I'm not Listen, calling anybody out, but I'm just these, <laughs> <laughs> these NBA players are young, rich, right. and um, they ain't going to be in a hotel by themselves Come for all that time. Let's be real here, say, y'all. People are probably going to try to break in that hotel, too. And you know everybody's trying to Come get on. to them, too. So that's what I'm saying. Please. I'm like, for- you just need to be realistic. We're adults. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that I want to say on this podcast, I'm not saying yeah, see, it. I'm just going to leave it there. You guys are smart. Y'all know what we're saying. <laughs> the stuff that I want to say, the plan that I I had an alternative plan that the NBA should do, but I'm not going to say it on this show, man. But um, hey, listen, Kelsey, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Thank and you for I want you to. Me. Oh, yeah, of course. Anytime, anytime. I need you to come on this show more, man. You know, this please, is fun. This please, is this was fun. fun. Look, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan of the test family like i gotta meet oh. everybody else because y'all are just y'all are just cool people so i <laughs> really you. appreciate it <laughs> thank, thank you very much thank you very much so tell everybody how they can reach you on social media yeah sure so i'm on social media the real k nelson because yes i'm the real kelsey nelson um my website is kelseynicolenelson.com i'm on facebook kelsey nicole nelson people should check out my live stream show listen in with knn every thursday at 6 p.m eastern standard time every saturday at 2 p.m eastern standard time and then we also have the podcast version that drops on itunes google play and spotify and the live stream you can catch on uh facebook live periscope um and youtube so people should check it out lots of great stuff coming up this summer yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show. To every, for everybody, thank you for listening to the show. And y'all know y'all can follow me at Daniel Artest Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Got the website, DanielArtest.com. Oh, and Daniel Artest Podcast is an LLC <laughs> now. It's having oh, a business. Look let's at go. you. Let's make some money. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I got the Facebook group as well. At, uh, nice. Oh, I'm joining. Yes, please join the Daniel Artest Podcast. We're almost at 2,700 members and stuff. What? Yeah. Let's go. I want a celebs <laughs> podcast, y'all. This is this is just getting yeah. better and better. I love thank it. You, thank you, thank <laughs> Congratulations you on your success. No, truly, it's not easy. I think people see podcasting and they think it's just simple and easy. And, yeah. you know, everything that glitters ain't gold. It's work that you put into it. So to see that the fruit of your labor, it's something special, magical. So I applaud you on everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, that being said, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, we are out of here. And um, you know, yeah. Peace. <laughs> Thanks, bye. Bye.